Welcome to the Powerful Conversations with Powerful Women podcast. I'm your host, Claire Thomas. I'm on a mission to support women who feel stuck, unfulfilled and disempowered, have a successful, fulfilled, soul-led life. I guide women to reawaken their unique power. Whether we know it or not, we are all powerful women with powerful stories to share. Sit back, relax, and be inspired by my powerful guests. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another powerful conversation with yet another powerful woman. I'm delighted to be joined today by Tansy. I'm going to let you introduce yourself, Tansy, as I know you'll do a better job of it than I will. Oh, thank you, Claire. Thank you very much for having me here. It's lovely to be with you. Um, So I'm Tansy, and I'm a forest bathing guide and outdoor life coach. Um, And really what that means and encompasses is that I spend the majority of my time outside in nature, walking alongside people like groups and individuals to support them on their journey of well-being and personal growth, but with a real focus around connection to nature, connection to nature for our health, but also connection to nature as a, as a tool for guidance. Um, so yeah, that's in a nutshell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I, I, love, I love that whole connection to, to nature. So I suppose my main, my first question is going to be, um, is nature something that you've always had a strong affinity to and connection with, or is it something that you've sort of evolved into or reconnected with? Latterly. Yeah, no, it's an it's an interesting story actually because yes, as when I was a child, we moved out of quite a large estate town and we moved into this tiny little village um, where actually I, I got I changed schools and when I started there, like I was the only child my age at this school. That's how tiny it was um, wow. in the village. So yes, I grew up very much connected to nature. My parents loved caravanning and camping. So we spent many weekends going off. My dad in particular is really passionate about nature. Um, however, when I went to university, I moved to London and and I didn't, and then I didn't move back to my parents. Mm. I stayed in London. I lived in London for like 25 years, I think in total. So that part of my life was actually mm more you know very crazy very urban very hedonistic lifestyle that I was leading I was an event manager I had this massive high pressure job after uni that was um and you know so I was actually during that time quite disconnected from nature um and then when I decided to have children I was like you know this this career this lifestyle that I'm leading really isn't going to work with having children and so we moved out of London and I trained to become a coach initially. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's quite organic, actually, the way that nature kind of came. It wasn't in my plan. If you'd have said to me back then, oh, you're going to become a forest bathing guide, I would have gone like, what, what's, what's that? What's forest bathing? <laughs> um, so yeah, so I was kind of on the journey to becoming a coach. But at the same time, I was personally going through a very difficult time in my life. And I just discovered walking in nature. I had a, I have a dog, so I'm very, you know, familiar to walking in nature. But these walks that I began going on were just very different. I was realizing that this sort of slow, quiet walk in nature 
was suddenly becoming a huge support for me and my mental mm-hmm. health during that time. Um, I, I, like I said, I didn't have any plan around it. I was just sort of doing it by myself and stopping and pausing and, and noticing and, and really th- seeing that as like such a sacred time for myself. So that was kind of like happening alongside me yeah. starting up with my coaching business. And, and then when I eventually we settled in Kent, at that time I was living in Hertfordshire, um, and we settled in Kent and I just sort of thought, I know I could probably start walking with my coaching clients and um, see how that would be received because it certainly helped me and maybe going on a walk could be quite nice and honestly that's probably where it just all the games I suppose because noticing it with my client the effect it would have on my clients the effect it would have on me and then understanding that nature was playing a really big part in the process as well that's then what led me on to you know train in the forest bathing and the mindfulness outside and all of that and, and bring it all together and make it specific to my business um but yeah I mean I I guess like many people who work in the wellness industry it's really a lot of it is born from your own lived experience isn't it I suppose same for you as well maybe that the reason coaching was because of something that happened in your life and yeah nature was a huge huge support for me and and still is through all of life's ups and downs so yeah yeah that's yeah uh, a journey <laughs> but like I said like an organic journey really and I find it so beautiful how all these different threads in our lives just all come together to create something really beautiful and it's like if you'd have planned it it would never have gone quite that way yeah but the fact that you just you know you you let go and you let it happen and you let it um sort of gently evolve at its own pace is just so beautiful and what comes out of the other end is is completely unique and is um, is what makes your offering really special. Oh, yeah, um, I love that you said that because that's exactly what I say to clients. And, and that is one of the examples of the way nature can actually support us and inspire us in that way because as humans, yeah. we get very stuck on wanting to have everything planned and wanting to yeah. control everything and always worrying about outcomes um, You know, and thinking that we're not organised enough. And, and you think, well, actually, in nature... We place a seed into the soil and yes of course if that seed isn't nurtured it doesn't stand the best chance but although out in the wild seeds are growing all the time without our intervention um, but actually you could place two seeds in the ground next to each other and nurture them both the same way but they will still yeah. grow in different ways and using nature as a as a metaphor in that way, as a as a guidance tool to to look at the rest at the way nature behaves and the principles and values mm-hmm. of nature can be such a wonderful support because this is one of thing I always have to kind of really harp on about is this fact that we've forgotten that we are nature too. Yeah. But sadly yeah. as a species, we've just severed ourselves and and completely moved away from the rest of nature and we don't often consider that actually we're a species of nature as well so we're part of this whole organic beautiful growth that has happened on on earth you know that um and sometimes we can yeah like you said we can allow ourselves and trust in the unfolding of our journey rather than needing to have everything exactly planned out um, and controlled which actually could limit us 
from potential growth that's out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think the, the image that comes to my mind as, as I'm listening to you talk about that is obviously at the moment we're approaching the shortest day of the year. We've got, you know, another three weeks or so to go for that. But um, you look outside and um, autumn feels like it's been really, really late this year and the the leaves still have to let go um, of being on the on the trees. And it just part of me is like because, you know, I like the metaphor of the, the the leaves let go and then at this time of the year this beautiful time for us to let go of what we're hanging on for yeah. part of me thinks you know so okay it's taking longer to let go this year but is that because we need maybe we need maybe we need more time this year to let go of stuff before we go into next year and just be with that and and sort of lean into it rather than just rushing through and wanting it to suddenly be winter or spring yeah well yeah I mean it's a really good point because Yes, we have seasons. Nature has seasons, but also nature doesn't suffer from comparisonitis like humans do. You know, one huge yeah. trees are standing next to each other. One might have dropped all of its leaves. The other might be still holding on to it, but there's no comparison there. So, yes, we have those seasons which we, we move through, but actually individually we should all honour our own rhythms um and and not worry what other people are doing so yeah exactly if it's if it's taking us a bit longer to let go or taking us a little bit longer to slow down um then then so be it that and and also re remembering that well especially as women we're cyclical beings aren't we that we flow yeah. through sort of seasonal fluctuations constantly um yeah. so i mean you know we, I, I i believe wholeheartedly in seasonal living but also honoring your own kind of rhythm and, and flowing with that um, can be helpful. I mean, I'd say though that winter, autumn and winter is is probably this, the two seasons where humans fall most out of alignment with, with the rest of nature because we do struggle to slow down. We mm -hmm. do struggle to let go of, of our energy output. Um, you know, when the clocks change and we have a lot less light in our days, we're not getting as much vitamin D for starters. So we're really, it's no wonder that by the time January comes, we feel completely burnt, burnt out because, you know, we're supposed to really, you know, think about that season of winter and hibernating and hiding away. Yeah. And then we yeah. throw in a nice big Christmas festival where yeah. it's completely bonkers and there's so much planning and organizing and social events. I mean, I, yeah, I love Christmas. We're just saying I'm a, I'm a Christmas baby. So I do love it all. But it just shows how it sort of goes against the grain of the rest of nature. And then it's no wonder then in January we feel so low. But then to make to add to that pressure, we start throwing in, come on, it's the start of a new year. What are you going to do? You know, like as yeah. if it's a new start. But actually, what if we were to look at spring as the new start and, at, and January, February to be much more about just rooting down feeling grounded maybe exploring thinking setting a few intentions visualizing of, of like what we want to bring in for the springtime but then the action and and the energy output ramps up in spring rather than feeling like we've yeah. got 
sprinting off the blocks in January to like, you know, get stuff done. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting when we look at that, when we look at the way that nature behaves and, and the principles and the values, it can really help us to see that a lot of the human kind of social constructs and ways of doing things are, aren't really in alignment with what I believe Mother Nature meant for us because you yeah. know we've been birthed by nature onto this planet so um yeah learn a lot from from observing nature yeah no I, I completely agree and I've been talking I've said a few times how um even just having a pet around and particularly having my dog um is that he's just a constant reminder of how um you know what it's like to not be burdened by the egoic mind and and all these things how he can be just utterly in the present he doesn't he doesn't know whether i've left the house for an hour or three hours he's still excited to come to see me when i get home <laughs> I love he, that. he still loves me unconditionally um uh, and i just yeah they i think they're also a really good reminder of um yeah they're just good for us all really good yeah. for us all yeah no that's you know what you just sort of touched on then about that you know like you can the egoic mind and and that sort of thing of like just being that's yeah. another thing that I, I really love to share with my clients about nature you know that in life again that the comparison the, the the fact that social media has now allowed us to see so much of what other people's lives are and fearing that you know that we don't meet expectations or that we're not doing enough or that we're not enough all of these you know huge pressures that we can feel sometimes um the pressure to fit in and to be accepted by other people which is another really huge huge thing as well isn't it it's when you go out into nature and you you decide to go on a quiet very, you know, a, a walk where you're not distracted, basically, where you get to sort of slow down and be observant with nature. So you're you're not just walking in nature; you're walking with nature, yeah, like yeah. you're walking with a friend. And you maybe decide to go and sit up against a tree, and in in those moments, I believe you know you get to be exactly who you are, and yeah. there are absolutely no expectations on you. There's no judgment that in that moment you're met exactly as you are. Even if on that day, you know, you're pissed off, you you feel like you look like crap, you know, you're you're having negative thoughts and things like that. Nature will meet you exactly where you are and hold you um, and allow you to be like that and also won't try to fix you either. Yeah. <laughs> There's something yeah. of that sort of silent support of, of leaning up against a tree that, for so many of my clients, they didn't realise how profound that could be. And yeah. when you read into it, it, it's a lot about the expectation of life, the expectation to be, especially for women, wearing so many different hats and ploughing out all this energy to other people and other things in life that in that moment I can lean back and be myself and I don't have to I don't have to worry that's that's quite special isn't it nowadays yeah in those places um it's quite rare yeah it really it really is and yeah makes me really excited to I can't be I'm not walking the dog at the moment because I sprained my ankle but, oh. um so I'm kind of half missing it because 
when you particularly because I walk the same sort of route very frequently mm. you know you notice the little things you notice when um, the leaves are falling off or the the mud is thicker or the the buds are coming through or you know all, all these different things you just notice them mm. the, the little details when you when it's a very familiar walk so I suspect yeah. the the change is going to feel quite profound for me when I go on my local walk when I eventually can <laughs> But that's lovely in itself yeah. to, to simply notice things. I mean, I often say to my clients, see if you can just pick a tree on your on your web, the one that you see on a regular basis, you know, just just one that you maybe notice and kind of take that as that's your tree. And you might even want to give it a name. You know, there doesn't need to be anything too woo-woo about it. You know, I'm yeah. very cautious about it being overly, um, yeah, too, too much ritual. You know, I, I mean, I'm passionate about really supporting women to find a place of peace rather than to have a spiritual awakening let's say you know that it yeah. doesn't go down that path but having a tree even giving the tree a name can love just create a connection because it's that yeah. sense of familiarity and and you don't have to do anything with the tree really except notice and yes. notice how it changes and that again reminds you that life changes that life is seasonal that sometimes there are periods of growth and sometimes there are periods of letting go and sometimes there are periods of stillness um yeah. actually that's all really really important part of our continued growth unfortunately as humans we've begun to believe that we always need to be in the light you know and that if we're not in the light that must mean that there's something wrong yeah actually when we when we look at nature we think Oh no, we have to move down into the darkness sometimes because yeah. we have to restore, and that's where new things are born, like new ideas, yeah. new potential, and seeds that then have the potential to grow. You think if a flower was in in the sunlight the whole time, well, <laughs> it would it would yeah. over. So yeah, just these little observations and noticing those patterns and things then feeding it back into your life and thinking oh well, how does that work for me then you know how can I learn from that and explore my life in relation to nature and be more in gain gain kind of inspiration from those values and and behaviors that can help to guide our own life in the in the way that's authentic I suppose is yeah the best, you know rather than trying to keep up with the rat race um yeah yeah I love it I love it and I'm very very excited now about going back into the woods and finding my tree uh, <laughs> yeah. that's going to be really really exciting um yeah, I really yeah. like I really like that focus on just one tree because the whole the whole woods it is just too much but just having one tree um that's really beautiful I mean I've got a friend I've got a funny story because I when I obviously lived in London for years and you know I, I, like I said I was a bit white a bit of a wild child in London and and then I was doing then I when I started doing what I'm doing, a lot of my London mates thought I was having some kind of midlife crisis. You know, who is this woman that she's become, suddenly become a tree hugger? And, um, you know, and they would kind of giggle at me and, and make fun, but in a friendly way, you know, we always have a laugh about it. And then anyway, during the pandemic, I did an online uh, retreat and I would then give guidance for people to go out for walks and give them just invitations that they could do. So it was really nice that we could actually connect during that time. Yeah. London friends came um on it and she was like oh you come on I'm going to sign up and you know I'd love to do, see what you do and I gave that exercise to go out and find the tree and to this day she she cannot believe it because she was a kind of I would say a non-believer 
Um, but she just said, I, I just can't believe it. The tree has become so integral to like such a huge support for her that if ever she's feeling down if she's feeling worried or anxious she just wants to go and sit by her tree oh, um, and just because it just feels comforting because she's built a connection just like you would yeah. with a friend you know like I said you don't need to be doing anything that's overly like you know you can if you want to do the rituals but it doesn't need to be that you know, nature yeah. is a great teacher, but it doesn't have to be deeply spiritual. It doesn't have to be woo-woo in any way. It can be like having a really, really wonderful, um, supportive friend that's there for you whenever you need them. Um, that's the way I like to see it. And, of course, not you know, I shouldn't really leave out that there's now tons of research of spending time in nature, especially with forest bathing studies that mm. show when you go out in nature and you slow down and you minimize your distractions, so turning your phone on silent or on do not disturb, whatever, and that you just sit and you observe and you're kind of a bit more mindfully aware of your surroundings, then you have the ability that you can achieve that your blood pressure, your heart rate will lower, your cortisol levels will lower. So your nervous system gets a wonderful reset. And with that, if you move out of fight or flight, we know, don't we? If we move into yeah. that rest, place of rest, we can access feelings of joy, contentment, gratitude, yeah. peace, calm. You know, people have a, when they come on my workshops, there's this wonderful sense of relief. When I see it in their bodies, you know, they might arrive tightly wound up and it takes a little bit of time. But at some point through the workshop, you just see the shoulders and the face sort of dropped in these kind of audible sighs that will come out that people are like, ah. Oh, yeah, and yeah. so Nate, you can see that nature's working <laughs> her magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me a bit, a little bit more about what a forest bathing experience is, because I know you've got lots coming up, and I know that it's probably a really good time to be doing it as well. So, mm -hmm. what can you expect on a, a day or an experience of forest bathing? Yeah, so I guess it's really important because if anybody's watching this um, or listening and they haven't heard of the term forest bathing, I always think it's, it's important to first say that the term forest bathing means to bathe in the atmosphere of the forest or a place of nature. It doesn't have to be in a forest. So it doesn't require any physical bathing. So people might think, yeah. oh, God, that sounds <laughs> I don't want to go like go bathing. That's, you know, that, that the cup, cup Cold um, wild swimming is another thing, which I do love. Yeah. That's separate to forest bathing. So you don't need any experience with it. It's very simple. In fact, when people come on the workshops, they're like, oh, wow, you know, I could, I realize now I can be doing this by myself, you know, when I go on my walks. But essentially, it's a mindfulness-based practice of walking very slowly through this place of nature and inviting nature in through all of your senses because if you think about it you know when you walk the dog yes you might notice to some extent the the nature around you but often we're distracted often we're very much caught up in thoughts or we might get the phone comes out or people think oh I know I'm going to listen to that podcast or they might be walking with a friend or have a dog that maybe needs a lot of attention or a child that needs a lot of attention all those things are great obviously any time spent in nature is, is good but with forest bathing it's kind of taking all of that away and then engaging all of your senses 
so that you're not just looking, you're actually really listening, you're getting your hands out and you're noticing different feelings with smelling. Um, obviously in the spring and the summer, we do a bit of foraging and tasting, but otherwise the taste part comes at the end when we have wonderful herbal and wild teas and um, little mm. snacks and things. Um, and, and I act really, I suppose, as, as the guide if you want to call it that, um, that leads the way so people don't have to think about the direction they're mm. going in, which is actually really big for a lot of women because, again, it goes back to that always planning that when they yeah. turn up, they just have to put one foot in front of the other. They don't have to think about where they're going. And then I will give invitations of different things that they can do, different exercises. Um, some are very quiet and introspective and others are a bit more playful. We go off and sit um for 10 minutes or so with that invitation and then come back um maybe share and reflect on on what we've noticed and and it goes on you know and it's just a, a few wow. hours some are, some are shorter obviously then I do whole day retreats where I include a bit more um of the coaching aspect as well because I guess I would say that my my forest bathing style does encompassing doesn't encompass my coaching as well so that's where I will bring in the personal growth stuff so reflecting on what you see in nature and then thinking about how that applies to your own life um which is what i've become increasingly more passionate about um and that's why i do like the whole day of walking in the new year and i do a vision board workshop as well but we spend time out in nature first really connecting to ourselves mm. and connecting to nature so yeah i guess those the two that's why the, the outdoor coaching and the forest bathing really marry together but essentially, it is just like a big massage <laughs> in yeah. nature because you just yeah. feel super relaxed and grounded and peaceful um, yeah. and connected. So, And I, I assume um, it's a come rain or shine type of experience as well and that there's lessons in that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people do. That is one of the biggest sort of FAQs. You know, what do you do if it rains? And of course, if safety comes first. So if it was, you know, hammering down or if it was stormy or, or high winds, anything like that, then, of course, I, I have to postpone it and find an alternative date. Um, but I'm very blessed or very feel very fortunate that I've I've only had to do that a handful of times because yeah. If there are light showers or there's a you know a shower but i know that that's going to kind of clear then we we carry on and it can be a really wonderful experience i mean i do have now i've managed to invest in some really lovely big waterproof um ponchos mm. that put over their own coats um so that they're completely protected but of course then rain offers us another level of sensory awareness yeah. the the, the sound of it, the look of it, the smell of it, yeah. seeing the tiny droplets off the leaves, you know, that can be um, really wonderful, actually. And people that have joined me in the rain thought, oh, I, I really wasn't expecting to enjoy it. You know, we've got a real resistance to rain. Yeah. We kind of think, oh, no, it's bad. But it's like you said, it's like, well, actually, life isn't just pure sunshine in yeah. life we have it we have all of the seasons we have storms we have rain we have sunshines we have rainbows and um and embracing that and being able to be with that will help with our resilience as well um in life to to know that we can weather those stormy times or those wet wet boggy times to then yeah. come back 
beginning to the light. So, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty like, you know, no, we're doing it. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's yeah. on. And that what's that quote? You know, there's there's no such thing as bad weather, just unsuitable yeah. clothing. <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. Exactly. <laughs> that. And I think if particularly if you're um, if you're used to having to walk the dog come rain or shine, I mean, there is, you know, it's not fair on the dog, for example, if you don't walk them just because it's raining. And so you get very, very used to that. But yeah, it's definitely about making sure you've got the right equipment and then it doesn't matter. It's just no. beautiful. It's a different experience. Yeah, it can be very cleansing to walk out yeah. in the rain, um, actually, sort of thinking about, again, washing away something, you know, clearing your yeah. mind. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful to embrace, embrace it all. Definitely. So yeah. if anybody was interested in um, joining one of your upcoming um, experiences, what would be the best way for them to get in touch with you? Well, on my website really would be the best if you go to the events section. Um, my website is tansyinthewild.com. And at the top um, is where it says forest bathing, then it says public events. And that's the whole page there with all my different events. I mean, January is a, is a busy month, but I like to be able to offer women the chance to do exactly what I said earlier on about not needing to leap into action, but actually carving out time for yourself to feel grounded, to yeah. be able to explore yourself, who you are, because we're always changing. So we should be doing that at regular, uh, regularly, like, you know, what's yeah. important to me. Um, because especially with the vision board stuff, people can sometimes think, oh, you know, we need to just put exactly what we like think about what we want and again try to control it but actually if we go from the place of like well who am I what's important to me what lights me up what are my joys yeah. um how do I want to show up in the world what are the yeah. things that you know interest me and then sort of think about that and really become strong and rooted in ourselves. then actually we can then allow things that are aligned with us to come to us rather than being a bit like well it's it's got to be that and that's it and yeah we're a 10 step plan to get there that's yeah. great see we do need to have some strong goals that we work towards but sometimes it's just really wonderful to feel very aware of yourself and to know who you are to then go okay i'm open to receive um different yeah. opportunities that are out there and and to allow yourself to grow and unfold organically and just see what direction your branches are going to grow in um, yeah definitely yeah. definitely um, so yeah, yeah so that's I do the, the all-day walking which is called the soul setting journey which is really lovely just a day out of walking talking um mindfulness and connection um and that's yeah that's called the soul setting journey and then the manifestation day retreat is at the end of january as well but i've also got forest bathing sessions in january if you just want to have uh, a short um grounding session for the new year as well so yeah lots lots coming Beautiful. up i know that mm. i'll be checking it out for sure <laughs> yeah yeah so, love yeah yeah I look forward well, to hearing you. about you as well <laughs> about what sorry about your tree you must send me you know like yeah no i yeah i don't know when i'm going to be back out in the woods but maybe in the oh yeah week, I hope so, your angle is better. yeah it's getting there it's getting there just letting nature do its thing though i'm trying to make sure i use it as a sign to slow down and let it heal in its own time rather than forcing it to go too quickly Absolutely. so it's quite a learning for me as well but hey <laughs> yeah sometimes it's necessary yeah. 
Exactly. Well, um, thank you so much for for joining me today. I've loved talking to you and hearing about, um, yeah, about your work. Um, It's really inspiring. I think there's so many women that just would benefit so much from connecting with nature and just, Mm. um, yeah, letting go of their their doing and and really being aligned with nature a bit more. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much. It's lovely to chat to you. Yeah, perfect. (laughs) Take care. Wonderful. Thank you. Take care. thank you for listening to this powerful conversation your support is greatly appreciated so please follow the show i'd love you to like comment and share this episode with anyone that would get something from listening to it we are all powerful so if you would like to share your story please send me an email to claire at reachingmybest.com or click on the link in the show notes Live and love powerfully right now in this moment.